Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. I'm your host, Tana M. Session, Huffington Post top female expert to follow in 2018, America's number one reinvention and transformation expert, and queen of From Foster Care to Fabulous. I'm so glad you decided to join me for a new episode, new podcast. And what I want to talk about today is primarily for the women, but men, there's something here for you too, because this is a way for you to love and support us when you see us falling into um, what I want to call the trap uh, of the topic. So the topic today is who are you really? What do I mean by that? Well, recently I was coaching a couple of my female clients and I tend to ask them that as we're nearing the end of our coaching program. So after working with me for six weeks through the Stop Being a Best Kept Secret program, I tend to like to end the last week by asking them, now that they've gone through all of the work and all the transformation and reinvention, who are you? Oftentimes, the first thing they will tell me is, I'm a wife, I'm a mother. Um, uh, They'll give me their job title or what they do for a living as an entrepreneur. And I challenge them to be able to tell me who they are without those labels. Who are we when you rip away and tear away the labels, the titles that we tend to put on when we walk out in public, when we're with friends, with family and strangers even? Um, Because to me, that's a that's that's a mask that we put on. Those are masks that we put on to to validate how we show up in the world. But when you remove that, if you're not a mom, if you're not a wife, if you're not um, you know, a banker, a financial analyst, uh, an HR executive, who are you at your core? I was challenged with this same exact question for myself about five years ago. And it was when my son left, my one and only child left to go to college. And I remember being at that same crossroad in my own life as he decided to attend college 3000 miles away from home. I was devastated. I asked him continually why he wanted to be so far away from me. Imagine, I made, I made it all about me, right? When this really was one of the biggest transitions and transformations in his own life. And I was really, in some ways, robbing him of that experience. So instead of celebrating, I sulked. And I remember the day I had to leave him on campus and I told him as I was hugging him and crying, I couldn't believe I was leaving him in a city by himself. And he turned to me, he kind of hugged me back and he said, mom, no mom, I'm leaving you. Well, wow, what a blow. And it was in that moment on that plane ride home as I pulled myself together and I realized he was right. This was the natural evolution of what I was supposed to do for him in terms of being a mother. Now, that's not to say I'm not his mother. Of course I am. I'll be his mother to the day he dies or I die or even after that in the afterlife. However, I had to understand that I was a vessel to bring him into this world so that he can go on and achieve what he was supposed to achieve. I would be doing him a disservice by insisting that he stays home with me, insisting that he stay close to go to school if that really wasn't his passion or his desire or what he needed at that point in his life to help him grow and mature. So I had to find out after coming through my temporary state of depression. <laughs> and luckily I had my husband there and he saw what was happening to me. He basically said, you got to snap out of it. What are you going to do with all this time now that you have? And I came through on the other side of that feeling more empowered as a woman on a mission to help other women realize their place in the world. 
outside of the labels, outside of the titles that we all tend to wear and put on and put even before our own needs, desires, vision, hopes, and even dreams. So when we become parents, oftentimes we put everything on hold so that we can raise our children. That's understandable. But what I realized was when my son started having activities outside of the home and wanted to spend more time away from home with his friends, I really felt jaded and jealous because all my attention was on him when I had free time. So now what was I supposed to do with that time? Well, I had to decide for myself what I wanted my legacy to be. I had to think for myself, how did I want to show up in the world? I had to think about what do I want people to say about me when I'm not in a room? What do I want even for people to say about me when I'm no longer here? When they're standing over my vessel and it's dead and gone the, in the physical form and they're saying the um, eulogy or nice words about me, what is it that I want them to be able to say? And I didn't want them to just say she was a great wife. She was a great mother. She was a great executive. Um, she was a great entrepreneur. No, I had to think about what was the second half of my life going to look like because I was being given back time that I had voluntarily given up in, in, um, in regards to being a mother and giving my son everything I thought he needed in order to grow and blossom and become a contributing member of society. So one of the things I recommended to my clients when they were stuck with this exact same challenge was start a hobby. Think back to a time when you had no responsibilities other than yourself. Let's start there. It may be a long time ago, <laughs> but it's important to be able to go back to that space. What were you good at? What were some of your favorite things to do in your free time? What were you passionate about? What were some of the things you dreamed about? Maybe you always wanted to paint. Well, now you have time to do that because you need to be able to give yourself back the luxury of time. And it's your time to put yourself first. Spend time learning a new hobby if you don't have one already. You'll be surprised how you will be able to tap into your genius and the gifts that you have put aside to care for others or focus on your career or focus on your business. So maybe you're not involved. Maybe you're not a mother. Maybe you don't have children, but you spend a lot of time in your career, building your career. Who are you outside of that? You spend a lot of time building your business. Who are you outside of that? Second, I definitely suggest spending some time alone. And that may mean stepping away from your daily responsibilities. It may mean go on a girl's trip and let girls trip and let your hair down. Do something that is outside of your norm, outside of your comfort zone that challenges you, challenges you to use new, what I like to call mental, physical and emotional muscles. So you want to take yourself out to dinner, maybe go to a movie by yourself or go on a trip to a foreign country or a different state or city, somewhere you've always desired to go and maybe you never had anyone who wanted to go with you, go by yourself. You'll be surprised how much you learn about yourself when you're alone, when you travel by yourself. You'll learn what you're made of. You'll learn that you're willing to take more risk even than you probably thought you would in your own safe, comfortable environment at home or in the workplace or in your business. Um, and you'll expose yourself to new people, new experiences, new foods, new wines. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things I did when my son went away to college, I did, I skydove. I always wanted to do it, was admiring people who had done it, had the opportunity to do it uh, pretty much a few months after he went away to college when I really started thinking about, you know, what is it I want to, how do I want to spend my time now? And I 
I did a skydiving expedition, tandem, of course, and it was one of the most liberating, freeing experiences in my life. And I talk about another another podcast where I say oftentimes when I'm faced with fear, I think back to that day when I jumped out of that plane at the last minute, wanted to change my mind. And at the end, so glad I didn't because I gave myself that experience. I rewarded myself. So think about doing that for yourself as well. You'll get like I said, you'll get to know more about yourself and what you're made of when you spend time alone in your own thoughts and pushing your own limits. Also journal. So I like writing down my ideas and my thoughts. Um, I spend the first um, month of the year, usually from Christmas until shortly after the new year, doing a vision board, um, just really mapping out the things I want to be able to accomplish in the upcoming year, maybe even a couple years down the road, because I do put um, long-term goals on my vision board every year. And that could be a physical vision board with, you know, poster paper and magazine clippings, or you can do this type of stuff on Pinterest now. So you can just make yourself a vision board. Um, I heard one speaker call it a future board where you just put your ideas out there digitally, keep it on your phone. You can always refer to it, look at it on a daily basis. I have my physical poster board um, tacked to the wall right next to my nightstand. So it's the last thing I see when I wake up, first thing I see when I, when I go to bed rather, and the first thing I see when I wake up. Journaling also helps you to um, get dreams down and get them out of your head. It helps to make it real. When you see it written down, it conceptualizes it for you. Now it's always easiest, it's easy to hide behind your deepest fears and desires and hopes when they remain in your thoughts, right? When they were in your head, it's like they're just a dream. And, but when you write them down, it's important because not only does it, as I said, conceptualize it, but it helps you think bigger thoughts and even dream bigger dreams. Because sometimes you write things down, you're like, oh, I could do that. Once you see it on paper and you're like, you know what? Let me stretch that a little bit. Stretch yourself. The world will feel like a bigger place with no boundaries. When you start to write things down, give yourself permission to dream big and just really um, use that time to get these thoughts out of your head, these feelings, even things that you probably never even gave a voice to write them down. Journal is so, so very important to do that and just get it out, get it out of this, your, your mind, your emotions and put it on paper. Now, men, how can you help us achieve that? So I've been talking mostly to the women here. One thing I can say women is this one thing I learned about men and I've learned this in each of my marriages and in friendships with men and then talking to other women who are in relationships and marriages with men, men don't have the same problems that we do when it comes to not putting ourselves first, not being able to uh, identify who they are, um, and, and not being able to put the labels and titles to the side and stay true to themselves. So if any of you are in a relationship with a, with a man, <laughs> I'm sure that he probably still hangs out with his friends. He may even still be part of a sports team, whether it's uh, basketball or you know, softball, baseball, um, something to that effect, soccer even. Um, they know how to come home and what I call decompress, where they don't worry about if the house been, has been cleaned or the kitchen, uh, if the dishes have been done, or in some cases, if dinner has been made, um, they are going to sit down. They're going to um, give themselves that time to decompress. They're going to give themselves me time. So men, here's how you can help us. When you see us not putting ourselves first, when you see us not giving ourselves permission to dream big, when you see us putting everyone before us and before our dreams and before our visions, guide us, support us, 
tell us to stop. <laughs> we need the permission from you too, because we put you before us. So you giving us permission and leading by example is one way for us to know that it's okay. Now, of course, when the children are small moms, we're going to be the ones that are there holding the hands and kissing the boo-boos. Not to say that men aren't, but most of the times it's going to be the women. And that's not to say, you know, for single women, maybe you don't have that support system at home, but hopefully you have it somewhere in your family or in your network where you can have someone who can help hold you accountable to yourself. So you don't get lost behind the title of mom. You don't get lost behind the title of wife or executive or entrepreneur or career woman or businesswoman. So men, this is where we need you to love and support us is by leading by example, helping us understand how important it is for us not to get lost in all the things that we have going on. Help us understand that it is okay to have self-love and put ourselves first and give us permission to do that. Help give us permission to do that. So with that, I want to say, leave you with the question of who are you? Who are you really? When you remove the labels, when you remove the titles, who are you really? I'm your host, Tana M. Session, Huffington Post, top female expert to follow in 2018, America's number one reinvention and transformation expert and queen of from foster care to fabulous. Thank you for listening to the Stop Being the Best Kept Secret podcast. And I look forward to seeing you on the other side of action.